بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد I greet all the honorable listeners with the greeting of Islam السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Continuing the, with the Mathnawi of Hazrat Malana Rumi rahimahullah going on to the story of Jafar At-Tayyar radiallahu anhu. Malana Rumi rahimahullah states that it is a well-known fact that the fox is noted for its cowardness. However, the fox which has a lion as support behind its back saying to him, Fear not, my hand is upon your back. In spite of lacking courage, becomes very brave indeed. His newfound bravery is of such a nature that he will not hesitate to even attack a lion. He now has a support. He, he will not hesitate to attack a leopard. Why? Because he has a support of a lion at his side. And he will show no fear for that leopard. Similarly is the case of the chosen service of Allah, servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In spite of their apparent weaknesses, in distressed position, they show no fear in the face of a multitude of evil forces. These saintly ones do experience some natural fear of physical hurt or injury, but at heart they have no fear of anyone besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A Sufi says, O people, look not upon my weakly countenance, I have legs of iron. Do you know that within my heart I am connected to the King of Kings? In this regard, Mulana Rumi tells a story of Hazrat Jafar radiallahu anhu. Once, Hazrat Jafar radiallahu anhu attacked a fortress all by himself. His attack was so fierce that it seemed that the fortress would soon become a prey to the hoofs of his horse. The inmates of the fortress were so struck by awe that they closed the gates of the fortress and no one dared to come out to engage him in battle. The king discussed with his wazir as to what line of action is to be adopted. The wazir advised him, the best line of action is to cancel all plans of making war against the men. It is best to take your coffin and your sword and meet him and then throw down your weapon. The king replied, but this man is all by himself. How is it that you give me such advice? The wazir informed him, Do not underestimate his being one man only. Open your eyes and look at the fortress and see how it trembles like quicksilver. Look at the inmates of the fortress and see how their heads are bent downwards like sheep. Even though the man is alone, the heart which he has in his breast is not like the hearts of any ordinary man. Look at his brave courage that in the face of a vast multitude of opponents, he challenges them into battle with a naked sword in his hand and in a confident and victorious manner calls them to fight. It seems that all the battle forces of the east and west are with him. One man alone, but he appears like hundreds of thousands. Do you not see 
that whichever soldiers are sent out to fight him are soon lying under the hooves of his horse. When I had seen the great individuality of this man, O King, I realized that this multitude of soldiers which, which are with you will not be able to do anything against him. Do not rely upon numbers. The main thing is the unity of the heart. And this is actually what is so striking about the heart of this man. In this respect, he has been endowed endlessly with it. This is a gift from Allah which is attained through the acquisition of contact with Him and through rigorous spiritual exercise. This connection you will not be able to attain while you are in a state of kufr. Hence, it is best for you to throw down your weapons in defeat before the courageous believer and to open the gates of the fortress because your large number of soldiers are of no use. Then Molana Rahimullah gave examples of where in the face of a minority the majority becomes useless. Example number one, millions of stars are shining and produce light, but at the rising of the sun, the light becomes non-existent. Example number two, if 1,000 mice should attack a weak and sickly cat, it would appear that they would be victorious in their endeavor. A few of them can grab him by the neck, one or two of them can take out his eyes. One or two of them can tear off his ears with their teeth. One or two of them can make an opening at his side, enter and begin chewing the internal organs. That would appear to be reasonable to accept. However, experience has shown otherwise. As soon as the weak and sickly cat utters one meow, the whole multitude of mice become awestruck and one by one they flee to safety. The moment they hear the meow, they become conv convinced of their being vanquished and visualizing the actions of the cat's teeth and paws makes them flee. The main reason of this is the major difference between the hearts in the breast of the mice and the heart in the breast of the cat. The unity of the heart in the cat and the courage lying in it is not found in the mice. Hence, the mice becoming confounded and defeated in the presence of the cat is proof thereof that the cat possesses unity of heart and courage. Otherwise, it would appear that if a large number of mice should attack the cat, it will be impossible for the cat to escape. Hence, we conclude that even if the number of mice were a hundred thousand, still seeing a weak and sickly cat will cause all of them to run away. This proves that numbers mean nothing. The main thing is unity of the heart and courage. The example number three, the sheep and goats may be numerous in number, but in the face of the knife of the slaughterer, that number is of no consequence. Number four, sleep comes along and causes many thoughts and imaginations to be put out of the mind. And number, number five, the lion in the, for, in, the, in the forest courageously attacks a multitude of animals with horns and one al alone gets the upper hand over them. Furthermore, 
whichever animal he chooses from among them, he eats. Now we come to the lesson, to the lesson of this, uh, of this whole story. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who is the king of kings, is the one who grants this unity of heart and such courage. This unity of the heart is of two kinds. One is natural or common, possessed by the non-believers, polytheists, and even animals. The other form is that which is granted by Allah and comes about through the blessings of close contact with Allah. This is what the Sufis term as nisbat, for which one has to strive. It is a great favor from Allah to have contact with Allah. And there is only one way of attaining this contact, and that is through following the Sharia of Islam. Unfortunately, in today's day and age, if you have to look at it, we Muslims, because of our ways, we have become like the mice. We have become like mice. That heart which a believer is supposed to have had is lost. People in the fear, in the fear of, of harm to themselves or harming themselves, they panel beat the deen to such an extent and don't follow the way of Nabi salam in fear. Some might be in the fear of business, business related that no, if I adorn the Sharia garb and if I look like my beloved Prophet, then people will start looking down upon me. People will not want to do business with me. Why? Because of certain people, unfortunately, who disguise themselves in the sunnah of Nabi Wasallam, But rob people, cheat people, these are not the shan of the believers. And because of such people, now Muslims are afraid of even following our beloved Nabi, respected friends, mothers, sisters. It is a great gift of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for us to follow Nabi And if a person buys a bag of rotten, uh, a bag of tom tomatoes, and in there, there are a few rotten tomatoes, one is not going to term the entire bag as rotten or throw it away. We are going to serve out the rotten ones. But for that, we need the foresight and the eyes to see right from wrong. Which unfortunately in today's day and age, many a people do not see. They fail to see right from wrong. And many a people argue and debate with the scholars of deen in order to make their right wrong. I mean their wrong right. Many a people regard their ways to be the, to be the correct way. But the only way accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the way of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the pathway of his sahaba and the pathway of the pious predecessors. Unfortunately, in today's day and age, many a people are making the dressings of the unbelievers a way of propagating deen. They use that. And they say, no, that is, it's correct. 
a true lover is he who shows outwardly the way of his beloved and who is practical in his life. A true lover is he who does not question the words of his beloved. So we should be like these lions. And all these temptations and wasawis, whispers of shaitan that come to a person, we should be like the, like the lion and have that heart to overcome this. And how are we going to overcome this? By following the Sharia. Make the Sharia our center point of our life. Important it is. And that this is the cause of our downfall of the whole Muslim Ummah being, being weak is by us discarding and throwing out the Mubarak way of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You might be mind, you might be little in number, but the Sahaba were also little in number, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed them with such kingdoms that history talks and history tells us. What conquest did the Sahaba go through? And what conquest did the Sahaba do? Believers who had that heart and put Allah first, regardless, and put the laws of Allah first, see how strong they are when it comes to do with the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when it comes to do with the upliftment of the believers. We should not, there's no room for modernism in Islam. A believer is a person who should only have Allah in the pathway of Nabi in front of him. If we can achieve this, then respected friends, mothers, sisters, we have achieved the whole world in whatever it contains. The whole world will come at our feet. And that is what people are in search of. Many a people are in search of that riches. Example is that of the Muslims in, in Zambia, there was a time when they came, when they moved there and they were given a, a X amount of time to stay and after four years they, they said that they could trade and they, must, they can only trade if they have a Zambian passport. So people were afraid and they started leaving Zambia. But when they wrote to our elders, that time was Hazrat Mawlana Inamul Hassan Sab, Hazrat Mawlana Yusuf Sab, Rahimahullah. When they wrote to them, then they told them to change your intention. Your hijrat was made for dunya, now make it for deen. And today, the whole economy is in their hands. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can change. We have to can change the conditions if we change ourselves. Allah bless me, bless you, bless us all with the ability and tawfiq of practicing on whatever has been said. Wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.